Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey everybody, I'm Rachel Bonetta. And I'm Rechna Fruchtbaum, and this is Hall of Shame. Hey Rechna, how are you? I'm alright, how are you? You are looking radiant today. Thank you, I'm wearing my t-shirt from Homage, shout out. Okay, so this is a podcast. People can't see what we're wearing. I really wish you could, because our fave from Columbus, Ohio, Homage, sent us... First, they asked us what our wrestling names would be. I had to think of mine for like an hour, and Reshna was so quick with hers. <laughs> I came up with the Triple H, based off Love of, it. you know, Triple H. Reshna, what, what's yours? Mine is the Cleveland Brown. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's so good. And they sent us personalized t-shirts, and it's just about... My favorite thing. I've been wearing it Ugh. walking my dogs in the morning. It's the softest t-shirt, first of all. Oh. They are one of my favorite sports apparel companies. Oh. It's such a delight. I'm just intimidating Love. everybody in my neighborhood with my with my shirt. They know, <laughs> oh, shit's going down. Oh, but damn. I will say I went on to homage and got a brand new Cleveland Browns sweater for the C's. I said homage, but it's homage. So right off the bat. I'm pretty sure it's homage. Sorry, guys. The word is homage. But I thought it was always homage. Okay. But you might be right, too. Listen, it's H-O-M-A-G-E if you want to buy some stuff because it's good stuff. (laughs) H-O-M-A-G-E dot com slash shame. No, they don't sponsor us. But they will. They could. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) We love them. So every morning when I wake up on a Monday and I log on to www.twitter.com, And I usually am just crippled with fear because Mm -hmm. who the hell knows what's going to be up on a Monday morning. Sure. And I go to my notifications and I browse through and there are so many lovely messages slash the odd one that makes me laugh because it's just so petty. (laughs) So many lovely messages about this podcast and it just makes me feel so gosh darn good, you know? It's nice. We have nice fans. Really nice fans. Supportive people. Out of all of the projects that I've worked on, and maybe you feel the same way, this is one of the things that I am most proud of. And to know that you guys like it, it's just a really, it's a really nice thing. So thank you. That's all I want to say. Totally. I agree. Thank you so much. It's been such a light to do it during this uncertain time. Yeah. So much fun. And I was thinking of the first time because we started this podcast and we were doing it in a studio, but we weren't really doing it for that long. So we've kind of done this version at home more than we've done it in the studio. So I was thinking today, the first time that we're going to be able to sit down (gasps) in front of each other. Together together. Maybe we even hug. Who knows what year Uh, it is? Maybe it's okay by then. Oh, girl, if you don't think I'm going to hold you for like 20 (laughs) straight minutes when I see you. uh. Anyways, very excited for that moment. Yeah. Let's move on with the show. Just wanted to say thank you for a second. I love that. Question for you today, Rechna. Okay. It's actually a two-parter. First one is, do you think that you're a good cheater? And I don't mean in a relationship sense. I mean, in like, you know, life. 
Are you a trickster? Do you cheat? Do you lie? No. Not at all. <laughs> like I, even in the game of mafia where the point is lying, I'm like the worst of my friends. If I'm the mafia within like four seconds, everyone's like, Russian's a mafia. <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> like, game are you talking about? The game of mafia? What is this? Yes. What? Have you not played the game of mafia? I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, now we know after I hug you for 20 minutes what we're going to do next <laughs> when I see you. I think everybody listening to this podcast is like, yep, we get it. And I'm absolutely in the dark. No, it's this game where basically like people get tapped and some people are like the informant or like you're basically trying to guess who's been picked the mafia. It's like you put your heads down and the person who's the mafia, like you win if as the mafia, you don't get found out. But before like people vote to kill off who they think is the mafia and if you survive it or you win if you discover (laughs) the mafias. And like if I'm the mafia, like my friends don't even pick me to be the mafia anymore. That's how bad of a liar and a cheater I am. Can I just say how hilarious (laughs) it is that you are, you know, in your 40s, sort of say, sure. but you and your friends play Mafia. <laughs> Love a game night. By the way, we figured out how to play it on Zoom. Oh my God. I love a game night. Your girl loves a game night. Down for anything. Can I be invited to the next Zoom? This is ridiculous. Yes. This sounds amazing. You'll love it. Okay. Second parter to that question. Would you cheat or lie if it meant lots of money and no one got hurt? No questions asked. Lots of money. No one got hurt. No questions asked. I feel like I couldn't unless it was like lots of money for something important and no one got hurt, but okay. not just for me to for like pockets. build a pool or some yeah. shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. No. I would, I, the guilt would like, no, I couldn't. Thinking about it makes stresses me out. Right? I'm such, yeah. I'm so riddled with guilt. I don't know why. Ugh. I don't know where it came from, but I can't lie. You know, I yeah. can't cheat. It no. just would keep me up at night. Okay, so get to know we're really good people. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into the story for today. It's summertime, if you have not noticed. Mm -hmm. And this summer was supposed to be the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo, Japan. Now, since we have been doing this podcast, we have come across so many stories from the Olympics, even just doing our research and like pitching episodes. With Ryan Lochte, we've already done. We did a figure skating scandal. It was your first one. Yeah. Been talking about gymnastics. We've talked about Russia quite a bit. <laughs> so we're going to dive in this month. I'm actually really excited about this. Each episode yeah. in August is going to be an Olympics episode because the Olympics are just ripe with bullshit, apparently. I mean, if we only did the Olympics, we could fill this podcast. Oh, we could go on for years. No problem. No questions asked. So many sponsors. So many deals getting done. So I'll tell you (laughs) what. The Olympics are ripe with bullshit, and so are the Paralympics. What? So today, I'm going to tell you the story of the Spanish Paralympic basketball team's incredibly depraved journey to win gold at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Uh, oh my goodness. I'm like <laughs> speechless. <laughs> All you had to do was go, ah. Did not think this is where we were going. I'm going to tell you about some real shitty people. Here we go. Can't wait. Okay, so 
first off, maybe you guys are like me before I, I dove into this story and you're not as familiar with the Paralympics. I, I barely even watch the Olympics, truth be told. I think that you're a much, you're a much bigger Olympics fan, right, Russia? You actually sure, like, watch yes. summer, winter. Yeah, I get in there. Spring, fall, wherever they come. Um, <laughs> fall Olympics. So I needed a bit, I needed to, to do my research. First off, the Paralympics and Special Olympics, in my opinion, are more impressive than the Olympics. Times a million. These athletes are competing at a high level. They have incredible challenges. They are so emotional to watch. It's like the most incredible display of like true personal triumph. And I just think that they are Agreed. just incredible altogether. What do you think? Total thousand percent. We can't even find our words where that's how blown away we are. I can't. Yeah. These stories are just like so filled with hope and they are so inspirational and oh my gosh, watch the Paralympics. That's all I'm saying. Um, So the Paralympics started in 1948 after the Second World War and was first known as the International Wheelchair Games. And the purpose at that time was to assist the large number of war veterans and civilians who had been injured during the Mm. war. I did not know that that's how it started. That's so interesting. That is cool. Yeah. So nowadays, things have have obviously grown. There are 28 different sports that you can compete in. And inside of these sports, there are 10 different categories that the athletes get placed into. So let's just say, you know, basketball is the sport. Within basketball, there is these categories like impaired muscle power, which is paraplegia, muscular dystrophy, spina bifida. There's limb deficiency, which means amputees. There are games for people with leg length differences, vision impairments, There is also a category at the Paralympics for intellectual disabilities. And in order to qualify, you have to have an IQ of 75 or lower, social dependency, and the athlete's lifestyle must have been affected by their disability. And they also have to have had this disability before the age of 18. Gotcha. Okay. So a lot of different categories, a lot of people being included in the Paralympics. It's great. So we're going back to 2000. And in 2000, the intellectual disabilities category was pretty brand new. This was like the last one to be added. Pretty new. It was accepted into the Paralympics in 1996. So this was only the second time they were able to compete, which means, you know, things are pretty lax. Still figuring it out. It's an imperfect system. Sure. Still trying to like, you know, work through the kinks. Now, let's just say, let's just throw it out there. If we had a backbone and we wanted to cheat and we weren't the perfect human beings that we are, (laughs) (laughs) cuties. if we wanted to cheat in the Paralympics, first off, we're going to hell if that's what we want to do. It's literally the the worst thing that you could possibly do in the world. You're a dirty, rotten scumbag. But let's just say if someone wanted to cheat, I would think that the last category would be the one that's the easiest to get away with. Don't you think? Sure. To give it Mm -hmm. a whirl in. Yeah. Which brings us to the Spanish Paralympic basketball team. Mm. So 2000, Paralympics, took place in Sydney, Australia. Spain was particularly hungry for a win this year, and let me tell you why. So there was this guy named Fernando Martin Vicente, and he was the Mm -hmm. founder and president of a place called FETI, which was the Spanish Federation of Sports People with Intellectual Disabilities. Fernando actually started this organization because he's the father of a child with disabilities. Okay. That sounds sweet, right? Yeah. He's inspired by his kid. He's going to start this thing. Love it. You love to hear it. 
You love to hear it. Fetty relies heavily, heavily on the Spanish government for funding. Okay. So the more that Spain wins, you're going to get more money from the government. Got you. Okay. Spain rewards winners with up to $200,000 in funding. Like that's... Yeah. That's some cashish. Yeah. So Fernando, dad of the year, decides he needs to go get some gold medals in the Paralympics to get more cash. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My stomach's starting to drop. No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Sorry. We're about 10 seconds away from it. So Fernando, head of this Spanish federation, knew full well about the lax testing methods to qualify for the Paralympics, and he was determined to make his federation money. So he made a plan which I will tell you about after this break. Nah! <laughs> okay. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Brook Linen. I don't know what you guys do in your morning routine, but I like to wake up. I roll over, I pick up my phone, and I scroll and scroll and scroll until I decide to get out of bed. There's lots of great ways to start your day. That's probably not one of them. You you know, you can eat breakfast, you can meditate, you can walk your dog. What about starting with making up your bed? When you make your bed in the morning, it starts a chain of daily successes. I will be honest, this girl has been making her bed since she was able to make her bed. This is something that my mom instilled in me and it was very annoying, but now as an adult, it works. So what feels better than making your bed every morning? How about the sheets that go on it? Go with Brooklinen, home of the internet's favorite sheets. This is like being rolled up in a cloud burrito. And it's honestly amazing that I haven't missed work because I'm just like so caught up in just rubbing my body all over my sheets. Does that sound weird? Nah. If you had Brooklyn and you would understand. Brooklyn and works directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. Brooklyn and has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials for all of your lounging needs. You can get the classic percale, cool and crisp with timeless matte finish. There's a good chance that I didn't say that word right, but you get it. Luxe sateen buttery, smooth cotton sheets, heathered cashmere made for sweater weather, keeping you comfy and cozy. I might have to take a nap after this. Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all of their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code SHAME only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Support for Hall of Shame comes from Lord Jones, makers of the world's finest CBD products. CBD is all the rage these days, but pioneering brand Lord Jones is considered the gold standard. For years, they've been changing people's lives with their premium CBD products. From world-class skincare to tinctures and gel capsules to decadent gumdrop confections. If you're curious about what CBD can do for you, trust me, you want to start with the best. Lord Jones is crafted with the highest quality ingredients and premium hemp-derived CBD that's lab-tested 
tested for purity, strength, and consistency. In fact, Lord Jones has been featured in the New York Times, People, Vogue, Vanity Fair, and more. And now they're inviting you to experience the finest CBD products available. Go to lordjones.com slash shame to get 25% off your first order. Go to lordjones.com slash shame for 25% off your first order. lordjones.com slash shame. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers is on a mission to reinvent your medicine cabinet with clean remedies that actually work. Their flagship product, Propolis Throat Spray, is your daily defense when it comes to supporting your immune health and soothing sore and scratchy throats. Never heard of Propolis before? Well, it is a powerful, antioxidant-rich bee product with medicinal use dating back to 300 BC. I've talked about this product before, Propolis Throat Spray. It is a mainstay in our cabinet. I spray it on my throat, in my mouth, every single night before I go to bed. It's hot in Los Angeles. It's hot as hell, okay? And you're breathing in this dry air. Your throat gets dry. It starts to hurt a little. Then we start panicking because of the way that the world is right now. Do yourself a favor. You'll sleep better. Propolis throat spray. There's also the Beelix or Brain Fuel. I've talked about this as well. I don't really like drinking coffee that much. It gives me anxiety. I am already high strung as it is. <laughs> but the Beelix or Brain Fuel, it has no caffeine, no sugar. You take a shot first thing in the morning or before something important like a, a Zoom call. Maybe you have a job interview. Take this Beelix or Brain Fuel, you will be clearer, you will be brain fog, you will find your flow, you will be on your A-game, okay? We could all use more daily defense right now, and Propolis Throat Spray is a game changer. It is time to give your medicine cabinet an upgrade with Beekeepers Naturals. To save 15% off your first order, go to beekeepersnaturals.com shame. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S dot com slash shame to get 15% off. Meet your new medicine cabinet with Beekeepers Naturals. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Okay, so let's go back to 1998. Two years before the games, Fernando's got his eye on the prize and is ready to get his new and exciting, guys, you can't see me because this is a podcast, but I'm doing the finger things, new and exciting basketball team Mm. in fighting shape for the 2000 Sydney Paralympics. Gotcha. So Fernando recruited a full team, 12 basketball players to compete under the intellectual disability classification. But Rachna, mm-hmm. only two of them. Two. No, don't say it. IQs under 75. No. Fernando is a dirty, rotten, little cheater. Ah, <laughs> Fernando. So let's just let this set in for a sec. This man is exploiting a disability for his own gain. Horrible. Also, can I just say, who Despicable. are these players that are okay with this? Yeah. He found 10. You want me to pretend I have a disability I don't have? Okay. Yeah, I've got nothing else going on for the next two next two years. For sure. That's another thing is it's not just like, it wasn't just like over a, like a hot little summer. No. Two years that these guys came into the gym. Yeah. Trained. Watched LeBron James. You know? Still showed up mm. for fake work. 
So one of the first guys Fernando recruited was a guy named Carlos Ribagorda. Okay. He was one of the players without a disability. More on him later, but I want you to remember this name, Carlos. Like, write it down on a post-it. Sure. Pull over to the side of the road, put it Carlos on your phone. Carlos Ribagorda. Carlos. Gotcha. Now, how this team qualified is a bit conflicting, as these things tend to be. Apparently. There are a few different stories of how all 10 players without disabilities were allowed in. Some claim to have never been tested at all, which is insane. Insane. Insane is all capitalized here. And some say they purposefully tested low on IQ tests. And just let me say that that is... That actually means you have to be very smart to purposefully test low. You got to know the right answers to know what the wrong answers are. Exactly. You have to be super, you have to actually have an incredibly high IQ to get a a fake low IQ. (laughs) And some reportedly said that their medical forms were forged. Either way, the scheme worked and Fernando got his team qualified and their journey Uh, to the 2000 Paralympics began. Got you. Can I ask a question? Is his son one of these players? No, I got the vibe that his son was young. Gotcha. Like a younger son. He's investing so that his son later. He's investing. He wants to like build Fetty so that like by the time his son grows up, it'll be, Mm -hmm. you know, the dynasty Mm -hmm. that he They got all that money. In their final Olympic qualifying game to China, Spain had been playing too well, suspiciously well. And by halftime, they were up by 30. Right. Got you. Got you. Fernando, worried that people would start asking questions, he told his guys to chill. They listen, calm down a little bit, still win, and they are off to the Sydney Paralympics. So they finally made it to the 2000 Sydney Paralympics. Paralympic athletes from all over the world together under one roof. They're all incredibly talented, All the athletes have trained for years. They give up their lives for this moment. And then here comes the Spanish basketball team. If you don't have goosebumps, I don't know what's wrong with you. So these guys arrive into Sydney and just immediately start killing it. They win all their group stage games against Portugal, Brazil, Japan, Dun, dun, dun. One of them enters into like Australia's Jeopardy and wins. It's like very weird. (laughs) Spain makes it to the gold medal match because of course they do. No one's surprised. Guess who they play. Just guess. Just like throw out. Throughout a country. I'm going to guess Russia. <laughs> You're so smart. Ah, I know you. They are playing Russia in the gold medal match. So much is on the line here. Like, just think about it. They got through the testing. Check. They got to the tournament. Check. They're winning like crazy. All of their games. Check, 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 check. One more game stands between them and that sweet Spanish check for $200,000. And surprise, surprise, they win 87-63. Okay. Spain had their most successful Paralympics ever, placing third in the medal count, 107 medals, including 37 golds. Wow. So the celebrations begin. They are popping bottles. They are, I don't know if that's true, but let's just imagine (laughs) it. The team even ended up on the front page of a major Madrid sports paper. Like, they did it. Mm. Fernando's probably fielding calls for sponsorships. The government is calling him being like, literally take all the money you want. Just take all of it. Take it. 
Take our money. Things couldn't be better for these guys. So everyone's excited. They're getting ready to head home. Their team picture's on a huge newspaper. But I guess be careful what you wish for because with all the fame and glory, it comes with some drawbacks. Mm. The pictures all over the paper, rumors began to circulate. Sure, scrutiny. And the players started to get recognized. Um, Excuse me, isn't that Derek on the front page of the newspaper? That's like literally my math tutor. What's going on? So screw Derek, first off. Fernando started to hear these whispers and advised the players to start wearing like disguises, dark glasses, hats, grow out their beards, grow out their beards like you're about to get on a plane. He's like, I've taken the liberty of buying these mustaches (laughs) and if you could just wear them wherever you go, that'd be great. So this was all in hopes that when they return to Spain and like have everyone welcome them at the airport, no one, they'll be like, oh, no, that's not Derek. Oh, that's not Derek. My bad. That's not Derek. Oh, my God. That is not Derek. What was I thinking? (laughs) Derek doesn't have a mustache. (laughs) His plan worked yet again. The team re-entered the country pretty much undetected. Fucked up mission complete, right? That is until one player decided to blow the whistle. Break out the post-it, baby. Carlos Ribagorda is back in action. And guess what? This dude was a journalist, and he blew the whistle on the entire conspiracy. Oh, shit. I got a lot of questions, but I'm going to let you keep going. Okay. Got a billion questions. Honestly, I have questions too. Carlos Goes Rogue writes an entire expose for Capital Magazine just days after the Paralympics, claiming that he's been undercover the entire time, completely sells the entire team out, gives the public the entire scoop, spills the tea, start to finish. Here we are. The 411 on Carlos, I have to admit, is a little murky. The circumstances under which he became involved with the team mm-hmm. are confusing. Why can't these liars just, like, at least get their facts straight? (laughs) So we can do a podcast. Some reports say he trained with the team for two years, others for five months. Yeah, like, what a difference. Regardless, Carlos was both a basketball player and a journalist. And when he was recruited for the team, he saw the opportunity for a journalistic scoop. If this is true, what would you do in this position? Because I feel like I would probably do it, too. Here's the thing, though. To get that scoop, he didn't have to go all the way. And, like, there's all these athletes that actually trained. Like, he could have gotten that scoop before they get to the Olympics or something. I don't know. Well, put your journalist hat on for a it sec. It feels like he wanted his cake and eat it, too. Like, I want the glory, and then I'm going to also get the journalistic glory. Probably. It's also, like, a better story if they, like, actually went to the Paralympics and, like, won gold. That's true. But it's sadder. It's oh, shittier. It's, the wor- it's you're an asshole. But maybe a damn good journalist. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So in his piece, he claims to never have received any sort of testing for intellectual disabilities and that the only test he received was when he was <laughs> when he was asked to do five push-ups to get his blood pressure taken. Huh? He claims that there was, quote, not a single disabled person in sight. The two genuine players with disabilities came from outside Madrid. My brain's like, I can't even wrap my brain around what's happening. He also wrote that out of the 200 Spanish athletes at the Paralympics competing, at least 15 had no type of physical or intellectual disability. 
and that the cheating took place outside of basketball as well as track, table tennis, and swimming. Y'all. It's like the Spaniards are the Russians of the Paralympics. Just getting an edge wherever they can. (laughs) Just trying to win a gold at table tennis. That's all I want. That's how we want to represent our country. The team was forced to repay any spending money, their winnings, and of course their gold medals to the Paralympic headquarters. A fun aside here, actually the most fun aside, but I think we've (laughs) ever done on a podcast. Okay. Because Spain had to forfeit their win, you remember who they were playing, Russia. Russia. You would think that they'd have to give up their medals to Russia, and Russia would obviously, you know, come in first place. Right. But no, because Russia was cheating as well. (laughs) It's nothing so good. I mean, of course they were. If uh, we've learned nothing doing this podcast, we've learned if the Russians have an opportunity to cheat, they will take that opportunity. They will take that opportunity it. and run with it for years. You know what? It makes me want to go back and watch Icarus again. Did you ever see that documentary? No. Oh my God, Russia. You've never seen Icarus on Netflix? No. <gasps> so good. It's so good. It's so good. If you listen, we're both obsessed with Russia and the Olympics and how they just like get away with bloody murder every single four years. So please, and listeners, if you guys yes. haven't watched it, just go watch it. It's absolutely bonkers. But yes, Russia cheated even in the Paralympics. I, the depravity of taking this thing that has such noble intentions, I don't know. It's like next level to me. You're representing your country, like the, the pride involved. It's just so apparently a coach for the Australian team complained that he had seen two or three Russian players previously compete in a tournament for players without disabilities. What literally in the fuck? (laughs) Carlos even claimed in his expose that at least three of their players were, quote, just too good. First off, that's shitty to say. Jesus. But here's the thing. It's Russia. They're not about to cop to shit. All right, they don't, no. they don't, there's not a single whistleblower that exists in Russia, no. I would assume. They don't whistleblow because they know they'll be murdered or whatever. Legit. So uh, they don't fess up and they get to keep their second place ranking. They even ran domestic headlines in their papers that, <laughs> that read, Spain cheated, we won. <laughs> That's it. That was the headline. <laughs> petty. No further comment. I kind of like the pettiness. It's petty. It's insane. So, Let's fast forward. Let's close the chapter on Russia and only to open it back up next week. The Spanish basketball team, Fernando and Fetty, his federation, were exposed for being the frauds they are, morally corrupt humans. But it wasn't until 2013 that Fernando was finally charged. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing in Spain? Yeah. He was fined 5,400 euros and was forced to return all the money he made through sponsorships, which is nothing, especially because it was rumored that Fernando made millions of dollars by being the chairman of Fetty. (laughs) And if that's true, I think he got off pretty damn light. Yeah. Also, he'd been doing some sort of exploitative nonsense for years. I can't imagine that there's that much to be made from this business. If If he made out with millions of dollars... So Fernando claims he did this for a good reason, to help get money for Fetty, to actually help people. But at the end of the day, he was pretty fucking shady about it. Possibly made a whole lot of cash. He did take blame for it so that the 10 players were cleared of any charges. But the biggest bummer to come out of this, the IPC, the International Paralympic Committee, realized how difficult it is to test intellectually challenged athletes. So they barred athletes 
from competing in the Paralympic Games for nine years. So, like, people did get hurt from this. Absolutely. I take back my my initial question. It's so shitty. Like, that's it. And I just, I feel like it's like a level of taking advantage of a person with a disability that I can't, like, it's like all those other people who train so hard, how much more they have to go through. I don't know. I can't. I cannot. With Fernando. And, and nine years, that's like the life of a, that, that's actually a long life for an athlete. Like that nine yeah. year window, that's a really long time. Yes. That's someone's peak and then some. 1000%. I just don't understand why the Olympics and like sister competitions like Paralympics are so open to cheating. Like you've literally been around forever. You know how some like businesses will hire like a hacker to get into their system sure. and to like point out the flaws and be like, oh, it was so easy to yeah. crash your system. Right. Here's where you are very vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. Olympics. Hello. Do that. Hire a cheater. Just not Rush and I because we're not cheaters. Yeah. I would offer, but. <laughs> but we're really insanely good people. Yeah. Would never think of it. Truly would never be like, oh, um, the way that I should help my federation that helps athletes with disabilities get money is by cheating against athletes with disabilities. That's just not like where my brain would go. So that's the story. I want to say one more thing. When the Olympics do eventually happen, you know, I, I really feel for all of these athletes that had their hopes set on this summer. I know one of them yeah. since college. I've been friends with this girl that was competing in beach volleyball Uh, I can't imagine how heartbreaking it is to have that moved. When the Olympics come back, make sure you watch. But holy shit, watch the Paralympics. Yeah. Watch the Paralympics when those come back because these athletes are incredible and I'm cheering for them. Agreed. Unless they're dirty rotten cheaters, then shame on you. Shame on you. That's it. That's crazy, huh? That's crazy. And I'm so excited for this next month. I'm sure we're going to happen upon many, many more cheaters. Me too. Lots of drugs, I would assume. Do we have any yeah. idea? Do we have any idea what, what stories we're going to do? Can we like give a little taste? Next week, I know we've hit it before, but we're doing ice skating. Lots of stories coming up. And thank you guys for all of the uh, suggestions that you send to us all the time. We're definitely, you know, we're writing all of these down and we will hit them eventually. And Somebody suggested doing a top five countdown of best stadium beverages. And I was like, when the world opens back up, that would be such a fun one to literally do for you and I. We need to take this show. Listen, I'm putting this out in the universe. We need to take this show on the road, baby. Be so good. Do we just go to different stadiums, different football stadiums, watch a football game, drink and eat until blood comes out of our nose? <laughs> Whoa, that got dark. <laughs> <laughs> this was such a fascinating story. On that note. Uh, a good kickoff to a month of Olympics. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. All right, pal. Let's do this again next week. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Hall of Shame is a product of Crooked Media. The show is produced by Caroline Reston and Allison Falzetta. Our executive producers are Sarah Geismer and Stephen Hoffman. Engineering and sound design by Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis. Our theme music is by Taka Yasuzawa. Thank you to Sydney Rapp and Brian Semmel for production support every week. When 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.